Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Walk Home Birth Stories, a place to share your birth story within your community. Not only do we love to tell our stories, but the other birthy people here in Whatcom can benefit so much from them, as well as knowing that these amazing stories are from people around town, be that Linden, Ferndale, Custer, Mabel Falls, anywhere around in Whatcom County. Please enjoy these stories and remember to be respectful of everyone's experience. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. On today's podcast, I have Veronica with me being co-hostess. She and I talked to Sarah and Joe. They were our doula clients um, only seven weeks ago. Sarah and Joe tell us about the birth of their daughter. They chose the Gentle Hands Midwives and had a pretty straightforward pregnancy, birth, and postpartum period. Please enjoy today's podcast. Let's start with uh, Sarah. How was your pregnancy? Tell me about it. Um, it was pretty darn easy mm -hmm. um, from comparing to other things I've heard. Okay. Uh, I, felt, I felt pretty good the whole time, just very mild nausea my first trimester mm -hmm. I think I only vomited once or twice cool and yeah I felt I felt pretty good I felt very fortunate that mm -hmm. you had good. some afternoon sickness for a little while but yeah. then that just went away after the first I almost never had morning sickness per se it was sort of mid-afternoon cool mm -hmm. okay I mean not cool but you know what I'm saying like it was mild so that's nice exactly yeah Minimal symptoms. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so you found out you're pregnant, and how did you choose your provider? Um, we had some close friends that mm -hmm. had uh, utilized the birth center, the freestanding birth center, before, mm -hmm. and had actually been seeing Olisa, our midwife. Mm -hmm. um, and then they ended up having to transfer for a C-section, mm -hmm. a planned C-section way in advance but mm -hmm. we had I had a couple other friends that had used the birth center or cool. at least the mid at the birth center for home birth and mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to check out a few different options outside of the hospital and that was the first place we checked out and we immediately loved it oh great very common. yeah okay we are of course talking about gentle hands midwifery the <laughs> Bellingham birth center okay <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you just, I mean, Aloysa is an amazing midwife. So you met her and just instantly were like, we don't need to interview anybody else. This is who we want. This is perfect. And actually, I think when we first went and had a tour, it was Gloria that mm -hmm. gave us a tour. Okay. And so she was the first one we met and she's lovely as well. She's no longer there. Mm -hmm. um, and then we met Aloysa for our first appointment. Okay, great. But we felt that sense of of calm and um i i felt so comfortable chatting with her and i felt like she spent so much time um answering questions and providing information that was just so different from any sort of like a a regular hospital visit yeah so yeah and so so you you had people who had used um the gentle hands midwives who had you know had them as their uh as their providers, did you guys, um, was, was there a reason why you didn't want the hospital or just like, no, we just think out of hospital, that's just more for us? Well, I wanted something that was kind of in the middle of a home birth and a hospital birth. Okay. Um, wanted somewhere that felt really homey and comfortable, but that was close enough to the hospital that, mm -hmm. you know, some 
since it was my first time having a baby, um, Mm -hmm. anything went wrong. We were close to, you know, emergency medical services. Um, but I think the big thing was I'd been seeing a naturopath for the last couple of years as my primary care provider. And just that, that um, kind of more alternative style of medicine where you have more of a relationship and more time with your provider and more time to make decisions and more, more information, I think was just what we were looking for. And it wasn't necessarily that I was anti, mm-hmm. you know, dural or anti-medicine, but I just wanted that, that kind of slower um, approach in that relationship. A yeah. more holistic approach. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it just felt right. And um, we were never a hundred percent opposed to transferring to the hospital. If anything happened, we were mm-hmm. kind of just slow, but it worked out. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then let's see what else. So your pregnancy was pretty good. I mean, you had a did good you pregnancy. guys have a doula? <laughs> <laughs> funny you should ask yeah these two great ladies we know yeah. how did you guys how did you decide on a doula i know there's lots of doulas yeah. in bellingham but um yeah actually you guys were ref- you were one of the places that um oasis circled on the referral sheet from gentle hands mm-hmm. that has like 20 doulas on it mm-hmm. um, um and i emailed a few people and you got right back to me and you were the first person that we were able to meet with and cool we're just like no we don't need to look anywhere else. We're kind of uh, intuitive people. So if, like we honestly, the uh, the birth center was the per- first birth center that we went to, but we got a good feeling from it. It felt really good. So we went with that. And then we kind of just were led to you guys. And as soon as we met with you the first time, we realized that we, um, we clicked, mm-hmm. we were vibing. And so we felt comfortable, you know, going down this path with you. Awesome. It felt- yeah, it's always weird when you meet people for the first time. It's like a blind date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friends. But I think we ended up all chatting for like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, yeah. that was a really fun meeting, that first one. So, I mean, a little bit of nervous energy at first, but then by the end, it was just like, okay, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. which, I, thing. which I think is important for when you're going to have somebody, you know, at your birth, like to feel, you know, walking yeah. away from that new consult felt like, oh, gosh, yeah, like those are friends, you know, like. I know oh, it's, it's kind yeah. of a professional relationship, sort of, not really. I don't know. I always think of like, birth, you know, like having a sister at your birth. And I felt like, you know, the three of us were sisters and, you know, that we had this cool, you know, brother that we got to hang out with. And I think mm-hmm. that feeling comfortable with each other is, is really important to, uh, you know, bringing somebody into your birth space and your, and your pregnancy space. Absolutely. Especially if you don't have any you know, super close family Mm -hmm. members that you want to be present. I think it's even more, I mean, I think it's important no matter what the situation, Mm -hmm. but he, it's, I didn't really have that in other folks that I was like, yes, I want you to see me at my most vulnerable state with, you know, so it was even more important to have that. And to have people surrounding us that feel the same way about childbirth, that it's this beautiful natural thing rather than, you Mm -hmm. know, get it uh, done rather, mm-hmm. and rather than it, some sort of pathology and that's another another reason i didn't really care for being at the hospital yeah because i wanted my daughter to come into the world um in a beautiful natural calm setting yeah yeah that makes sense cool 
Um, well, let's see. What else, Veronica? <laughs> In terms of pregnancy stuff? No, no, just anything. Or is there anything else you guys wanted to kind of bring to light about your pregnancy? Um, I mean, I guess I would say, you know, in my third trimester, I was having some like moderate back pain and uh-huh. I had weird hip stuff. And so I was seeing like a chiropractor and a massage mm. therapist and a physical therapist. So I was seeing all the people and, um, that definitely helped, but I think she's downplaying it a little bit. It was uh, moderately debilitating, I think, for her. It was mm. hot. She endured a lot there. There were yeah. waves. There were waves where it was worse, and then I was, you know, fine. But I did continue to work up until about a week before, so it wasn't like yeah. I was completely out for more yeah. than a day or so at a time. Mm. But yeah, but my first two trimesters were pretty easy, and mm-hmm. I feel pretty fortunate. Yeah. yeah, it was really quite fun. We did lots of trips. She went backpacking when, what was it, four or five months? Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, we had a really quite a good time. It was an interesting period, the gestational period, just um, re- really setting up our new home and mm-hmm. trying to think about, you know, come to terms with the fact that we're bringing another life into this crazy world and be very intentional about that and how we're setting up the space to raise a good, responsible, um, you know, steward for the world. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think that since it was my first, it took me, even when, even when you can feel the baby inside of you and you're clearly visually pregnant, it still takes so long for your brain to wrap around the fact that you're going to have a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. little surreal really sometimes. Fine. Like, oh, it's this so is, sweet. you know, it's going to happen, but it's, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a, yeah. I don't It's like hard to describe sometimes. Very hard to describe until you've been through it. And then I'm sure after you've had one, you get it. Yeah. But that first time it's just like, Oh, I didn't, you know, and I think I also didn't really let myself think too much about it because I didn't want to start going down a path of anxiety. Okay. Until we were su- <laughs> we were super busy the whole time too, That's which true. was yeah, kind did. of helpful. So we just, you know, kept our nose to the grindstone. Um, we were both working. We were we bought a new house and moved, and um, yeah, and then a couple weeks before the baby came, we got two kittens. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> busy or like, I guess a month before yeah. yeah um it's kind of funny to ask because we kind of already know but just yeah. to hear um your kind of perspective of how, what was what was helpful about um taking a childbirth class is, is that something that you would recommend to people do you think that um that yeah. was like worth your time Absolutely, 100% recommend um, doing childbirth classes, having doulas. So I didn't really know what the difference was between a midwife and a doula. So first, mm. Mr. hire a doula too. I'm like, what? We're you're <laughs> midwife. This is crazy. Okay. But uh, I very quickly, uh, you know, did a little bit of reading, and I was like, oh, this this makes sense. Like we're mm-hmm. still, a team here. And at the beginning, I was being very uh, left-brained about everything and, like, taking notes and trying to learn everything. And then <laughs> it was really overwhelming. And so to have the doulas have you there to kind of guide us, 
on like, okay, these are the things that you really need to know. And yeah, there's all this other crazy, horrible stuff that could happen. Like I got freaked out about Blue Baby because we bought this property and it used to be a dairy farm. So I was like testing for nitrites. And I was like, oh my God, our baby's going to be poisoned by the groundwater. Oh, oh my gosh. So then after getting, you know, into the childbirth education, then I was able to sort out what I need to worry about. And Mm. ultimately, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong, but it's just staying in the present moment and um, making sure mama was through the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me of another big reason why we chose to kind of use a midwife in the birth center and all of that was, you know, creating, like Joe said, creating a, a team of people that we really trusted. Um, it's, I think it's really easy, especially when it's your first child to go down that, um, to go into that internet black hole of information Mm. where everything is uh kind of contradicting yeah (laughs) right all that it's just so much information and then you get so overwhelmed and you're like oh my gosh how am I ever gonna remember all of this and then people start getting new books and you start reading all the books and it's it's like insane and if you can just find um, you know, a provider that you trust and then a doula and have a, a good experience with the childbirth education class. You don't have to remember all the, all of those crazy other things and you don't have to go into that internet black hole yeah. that just is causing anxiety and making you feel like you're doing everything wrong. Yeah, so, yeah for sure. So, so we were able to back off that so and did, just like, just, you know, get the information that we needed from you guys and so to differentiate my experience between the midwife and the doula for anybody that's curious is like the midwife was really, she was doing more of the physical side of things mm-hmm. throughout the pregnancy, mm-hmm. but then having doulas um, and then plural doulas, which is, you know, we were real lucky. Um, it, you were able to kind of help us guide, help guide us um, into making a birth plan and like stay true to ourselves and to what we thought and felt to be the right way to go forward and um that was really helpful because it's so hard to know how to move forward and what the right thing is and mm-hmm. a lot of you can't just doing what felt right mm-hmm. which is important well, yeah and even when you have a midwife that is mostly on the same page with you they're still ultimately a provider and so they're going to recommend specific things that may or may not be right for you just like a doctor would mm-hmm. um and so having somebody else there to oh there's baby to um to play off different ideas you know with discuss different options mm-hmm. outside yeah. recommended is really helpful and then i guess one other thing i remembered um another great reason to be seeing midwives and doulas are that you are pretty much guaranteed well i'm we were seeing two midwives so that one of them would definitely be there and both of you guys so that one of you guys would for sure be there. And so it's just a great way to confirm that you're going to see those people during your birth. You're not going to have, yeah. your, your doctor's not going to be out on vacation. There's not going to be a shift change of nurses mm-hmm. or you're having to reestablish relationships with brand new people. And that's something I've heard a lot from friends that have. And I truly believe that having the relationships built over those uh, many months prior to the birth made Sarah more comfortable and less anxious going into the birth. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it was a huge part of it is just knowing like the people I know are going to be there. Right. Not strangers. So. 
it's just this whole network of support and uh, really something that's lacking in I think um, society in general is is good holistic support mm, yeah. yeah topic totally well and I I know like sometimes you know it's like it's like it's awesome to talk to people about their birth experiences while you're pregnant blah 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 usually people are either telling you fantastic stories or like horror stories, right? Like, well, this really terrible thing happened to me. Beware of that. And you're like, oh God, no. Um, but having, you know, a, a team that's pretty unbiased and very like, well, this is your experience and I'm not going to, you know, cloud it with mine or, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to listen to you, you know, and hear, hear how you're feeling and thinking and stuff is I think pretty valuable too, to towards, you know, your pregnancy. Yeah, and if you're going through, you know, if things change during your birth experience and your plan is not working out, which luckily for us, ours did, but if it what if it hadn't, at least we would have those same familiar faces there with us throughout. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that would just help us to, you know, tackle a challenge of like something not going as planned. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. So being in like a scary new situation that we weren't planning for so yeah i trusted 100 percent that if things started to go divert from our you know beautiful plan then uh you know i trusted that you would give me give us the right guidance of what to do how to take care of sarah how to transfer and all that mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. we were just you know at the hospital and some stranger schmuck doctor walked in and started telling me what to do i'd have a really hard time <laughs> Just from a lot of the bad things that I have heard, you know, friends experience. So. Yeah. Right. right. And I think even despite like maybe bad stories that we've heard, like it's, it's just so true. Like what you were saying, Joe, like the, the societal need for just support. And I mean, we're humans, like we, we need community and we thrive in community and having quality support around us. Like we don't always recognize it, but we do way better when we have people rooting for us and people who know us and like know our, our heart and our intentions for things. Mm -hmm. And we're yeah. just, we're going to do better at the task in front of us when we have the right people surrounding us. Totally. Yep. So yeah. Cool. Well, so do you want to go into, uh, into your birth, like how that started and, and all of those little details? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So my family's history, my older sister and my mother's history have both have three, have had three children and both of them, all three of their children were approximately two weeks early. Mm -hmm. um, so my whole family was like, you know, on pins and needles. They decided the due date was exactly two weeks. weeks before <laughs> <the due date>. <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing everything in our power to not focus on that because yeah. everybody else was <laughs> mm -hmm. well, and had, yeah and that's hard though because you're like well but my mom and my sister were both two weeks early and it's really easy to put yourself in somebody else's experience right because I remember even being like oh cool she's gonna go two weeks early that's you know like great yeah. so I was like rearing to go you know two weeks and then yeah. it you know it's just like oh okay that's right everybody is different everybody's body is different you're carrying a different baby than they carried and yeah yeah so so that was um, and then, you know, I had like, my mom came into town for a few days, um, in preparation for her to come. And my older sister ended up being in town from Idaho for 11 days, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> waiting and telling my thumb. Uh -huh. So there, there was a point where I was like, okay, I feel like a watch pot, like, mm -hmm. it, you know, we have to chill out. Um, 
so anywho the night before she came with the full moon and the wolf moon we <laughs> we had some friends over for dinner and we all went on a walk down our road and we were joking around about turn my belly to the moon to get things going because the moon you know controls tides so why would it not control my water yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> A, a classic Care Bear stare at the moon with her belly. I love it. <laughs> um, and then 6 a.m., 5 to 6 a.m., Sunday, February 9th, so it was five days over my due date. Um, I started having these kind of cr cramps, mm -hmm. pretty much like what I consider mental cramps, which I've been having a little bit on and off spontaneously for a couple weeks beforehand mm -hmm. um and nothing that i could really time because they just kind of be constant for the most part and it wasn't anything too bad but i think i texted you guys at around 7 30 a.m mm -hmm. that day that mm -hmm. i think things might be beginning to happen so i must have kind of known that it was different yeah and i think it was also they, they didn't go away like all the other times they've been you know it'd been going on for like 20 right. minutes 30 minutes and then they stop and these ones weren't stopping and they mm -hmm. seemed they were they were um <laughs> regularly irregular if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah like i couldn't time them but they kept going i could right. tell something was up just by the look on her face <laughs> yeah something a little different in her eyes yeah i was to like 4 a.m from our kittens the kitten witching hour where they're like wreaking havoc on the house yes yes uh, and freaking out because the baby's about to be born and so mm -hmm. i wake up four and then these things started happening like five to six a.m so i could not get back to sleep and then the other thing i think i knew like i couldn't i couldn't rest through them you guys were like go back to sleep rest and there was no resting mm. um, so i think um i knew what was up but so they started getting a little bit more regular and a little bit stronger. And then by, what time was it? Like noon, I think I got a hold. I was texting with you guys and you're like, you should get a hold of Eloisa. So I did. Um, and she said to just let her know when things progress. Mm -hmm. And then, um, oh, and then I started vomiting. And that was something I did not uh happening because I'm not a, again like wasn't really nauseous during uh -huh. my pregnancy and I'm, I'm not a huge puker in general mm -hmm. so I had a couple couple rounds of vomiting and then some retching and I was just feeling like pretty pretty gnarly mm -hmm. um and at that point, and then I let Aloysia know about that and that's when she said you know maybe you should come in to be checked yes I think that kind of like <laughs> struck her as like oh okay maybe things are a little further along and then my other my family history as well is to have babies quickly so mm. that was also she knew that we knew that so that was kind of playing in the back of my mind too like uh oh when do we go mm -hmm. if i can't contractions how do we you know know yeah so, yeah so we ended up arriving at the birth center at 2.30 p.m. I think. Mm -hmm. 2.20. We left our house around 2 or a little before 
um, it takes it's like 25 minutes or so to get there. And the drive there, like before we left the house, my, um, I guess, contractions at that point were pretty strong. I was having a lot of lower back pain, mm-hmm. um, pretty major lower back pain. I think I was letting you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Your so knees were shaking. my knees were shaking. Joe was doing a lot of pressing on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so the drive there, I mean, I was feeling pukey. I was having pretty strong contractions so it was not the most pleasant uh-huh. <laughs> yeah he had the windows down on the freeway this is something that never happens oh. i mean <laughs> cold and like to have the heat in the car cranked up super high yeah um, i had all the windows down i had my eyes closed the whole drive and i was just like let's just get there let's just get there mm-hmm. so and then i thinking in my mind oh my gosh what if we get there and I'm not that far along and I have to go home and get back in the car yeah (laughs) Yeah. which is so hard to do is yeah oh and then we should probably share what Joe was doing at the house all morning while I was uh oh yes yes (laughs) I I did not know what to do but I knew I needed to kind of stay out of Sarah's hair and not ask her if she's okay every few seconds so I proceeded to clean the whole house and do some baking and cooking which if there's any dads uh, or dads listening, just stay out of mom's way when she's going through this, massage her if that's what she wants, <laughs> and prepare food for the days to come. I love it. What did you make? I can't remember. It was some spinach feta hand pies and a nice beef in the acne box. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Excellent dad Thanks. perspective. Yes. Did it help you, Joe? Did you did you feel like anxious while you were making it all? Like, oh gosh, Sarah is no, doing anything. Meditative state. I think I cleaned the entire house and packed the car in about twenty five minutes, and then <laughs> I started cooking. And then when Sarah needed me, I'd bring a cold washcloth and massage her back a little bit. Perfect. That's so sweet. And I did take a bath at home, which helped. Or I sat in the tub for a bit, and that helped. But okay. then once I started puking, my temperature regulation was kind of yeah all funky, so I was like sweaty and shaky and you know all the fun things so mm-hmm. it wasn't as fun to be in a warm tub anymore yeah so, yeah um yeah the mindset was really weird too for me because I looking back it was like I knew that things were happening but I hadn't really let myself think about you know, the future, I was sort of just trying to stay in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't, I was, I don't know, I was trying not to freak out. Think like, oh my gosh, now I have to do, now I have to push out a baby. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Just trying to like ride the wave a little bit. And so it's kind of a weird time warp. You lose time a little bit. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Did it feel yeah. like what did you feel like time was dragging? Like, did you feel like the car ride took forever or did it feel like time was fast or all over the place? Like, okay. yes and no. Like at one moment I felt like, oh, my gosh, the car ride takes forever. And then I opened my eyes and we were there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's just and that's kind of how it felt at the house. Like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I've been in, you know, having lower back pain and in pain forever. But then I looked at the clock and it was 2 p.m. Okay. okay. And that's four you know so it's just like oh things are going very quickly but it also seems like it's really slow when you're just staying in that present moment so definitely yep okay so, so yeah so we got to the birth center mm-hmm. and Alyssa 
there and it was um, you know, Sunday midday. And so nobody else was there, which was really lovely, actually, because it was quiet. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I needed to be, I was, I guess I just like, wasn't thinking about anybody else. You know, I wasn't yeah. like, oh my gosh, do I need to be quiet? Oh my gosh. Do you, you know, and blah, there blah, wasn't blah. the feeling of like, we're rushing to the hospital. It's like, oh, we're going to this nice house up in Bellingham that we've yeah. been to a few times before. And we feel really comfortable there. And we're just going to hang out for a bit. Perfect. Yeah kind of feeling yeah besides the excruciating <laughs> so yeah didn't puke on the car right there that was great uh -huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> we got there and Alisa checked me and cervical checks for me were not the greatest mm -hmm. um because the position of my cervix um and I'm sure they're not great for anybody actually <laughs> but <laughs> but but it felt like they, I didn't expect them to be as uncomfortable as they were. Okay. Um, so she checked me. I was three centimeters dilated. Normally, she wouldn't really have people stay, she said. But based on my family history, she said, let's have you stay for an hour and see if anything changes. Okay. Generally, in an hour, not much would change. It's a pretty short amount of time. So... We stayed. Um, I think I got in the tub for a bit. Was Veronica with you guys at this point? No, but we didn't get a hold of Veronica till the second check an hour later. Okay. Um, and we knew. I we think were we were kind of in touch, and we were kind of just saying like, "Yeah, well, why don't we, you know, stick to Eloisa's idea and wait the hour and then see for if, sure if we even need to." Perfect. And our plan, since we were down, you know, we were about twenty-five minutes away, was to go to our friend's house in Birmingham if we had to leave. Um, that would have been such a nightmare. Just which getting into back would in only car. have been a 10 minute drive away. But yeah, getting back to the car just seemed like impossible at that point for yeah. me. So, well, and especially if you'd been in the tub and then having to get out of the tub. Tub was after. Yeah, was it after? Okay. It was after the second check. I so think. pretty much for that hour, um, we paced around the room her lower back and Sarah was like oh god I hope we don't have to leave oh god I hope we don't have to get back in and uh, she got her wish yeah it's more just like the car feels so confining even if you're not moving around a lot it just feels like oh my gosh what if something happens and I'm trapped in this vehicle yeah like that's it just is a weird feeling mm -hmm. um, so anywho in that hour I dilated to five centimeters awesome. so pretty pretty quick uh -huh. Like, okay, you're staying. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. um, He's like, oh, thank God. Maybe I'll try taking a bath. And then, yeah, and then that's the point where we got a hold of you. And we're like, all right, here we go. And Joe was pretty much manning the phone at that point. So he was getting a hold of all the family, too. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe we waited longer, but I think we let everyone. Yeah, I was sending kind of vague texts that we're trying to keep family from all rushing there at one time yeah letting them that know was that the big were thing happening. like let them know things are happening but <laughs> yeah but don't tell her you want to come here right now exactly so, um so yeah th that's the point i got in the tub i was really thinking that a tub birth would be awesome for me because i enjoyed baths of my whole pregnancy they really helped with my lower back pain and um and it just felt really nice to be weightless. Yeah. 
Um, oh, we also did the float tank, the sensory deprivation float tank while I was pregnant, and that was awesome. And you'd recommend it? Yes. Yeah, for exactly that same reason, like you, you're, wait, you're weightless mm-hmm. when you're pregnant, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of relieves stress and relieves any pressure on any part of your body. You can kind of tune into what the baby's experiencing too. Yeah, I was thinking the whole time I was in the, the little pod, like this must be the closest you could experience to a womb. Uh-huh. So you're in this like, you know, warm, quiet, mellow, dark space. If mm-hmm. only they had birth center too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So I got in the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only in there for about 45 minutes. I couldn't find a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. It The warmth did not feel good because, again, I was, like, having cold sweats and yeah. shaking and nauseous you and really retching. To... And I really wanted to lean back. That's what felt the best. But, okay. um Olisa was recommending leaning forward to help with progressing things. And it's hard to lean forward in the tub and find a comfortable way to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we talked about that later on. Like, uh, it it would be interesting to design something maybe a little deeper or where you could do that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like the the edge of the bath is a bit like rough for you. I mean, we put like a towel. Yeah. But it still wasn't really what you wanted nope wasn't it didn't and I guess the big thing was like it didn't feel better for me outside of the tub Veronica were you there for the bath no I wasn't there yet for the bath by the time I got there I think you had just gotten out of the bath okay yeah that makes sense such a blur I know it's such a blur so um so yeah I that ended up not being the thing for me okay and maybe trying it in the future if we have another kid or trying it later on in the process i don't know if you had a sling or something that could be supporting your upper body as you lean forward i think really is you just wanted to completely relax your body and so a deeper mm-hmm. tub with uh-huh. some way of popping you up where uh, uh your elbows weren't on the yeah. edge of the tub i don't know it just didn't quite work for me yeah. but and it's interesting when you think something's gonna work really well and then during your experience you're like oh no that's not it yeah so labor is just such a different you know different thing because you know like you said like oh I really enjoyed baths during my pregnancy and I mean being in having contractions and dealing with you know hot flashes or if you're feeling nauseous it's just it's a whole new thing so taking things very like we'll try it and we'll see how it is you know I'm not married to it but we'll, we'll try it we'll see how how it feels in the moment exactly it really almost seemed like a a different force had taken over sarah at that point like she would just she just needed to be able to move quickly and uh kind of stretch or walk um Uh very interesting yeah yeah and so for me um veronica once you got there you helped me get into a sideline position with the big peanut um, inflatable ball in between my legs and that was helpful Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like changing positions was a lot of work. I felt like I did not want to move at all, but once right. I did, it was helpful. It's hard so to, it was yeah. really to have your, um, to have your support with like, oh, or suggestions, like maybe you should try this or. Yeah. It's really hard to want to move when you're in that much like emotional, <laughs> physical intensity space. 
Yeah. And then, I mean, you and Joe both, uh, constant counter pressure on my back was so, so helpful. It seemed mm -hmm. to be thing that helped her and it just would have been absolutely impossible for me by myself to provide her that consistent pressure so thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yes of course it was my pleasure <laughs> yeah so uh i'm trying to think what was next i was kind of uh, i was kind of in a time warp so i mm -hmm. think um so by I think Veronica, you got there around three thirty or four. Mm -hmm. Tagged me out. I went and called some family. Took the dog for a walk, and when I came back, you had Sarah in the side position and massaging. And then it was really like three or four hours of just that, like trying mm -hmm. different positions, um, cold compresses, massaging. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this was like really the moment of the time well the moment the period of time work because i started thinking oh my gosh i've been here forever and then mm -hmm. i looked at the clock and it was 8 p.m okay. and i think that's when well before that you know i'd been in some transition period and that was um that was kind of like my moment of clarity where like i snapped out of my my little trance mm -hmm. and was like okay, how long is this going to take? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, I mean, honestly, my whole thing was really quick for mm -hmm. a first time baby. But during the moment, you're just like, oh, this has been this is taking forever. So it was 8 p.m. And then baby was born at 8.45. So okay. I started push, pushing shortly after that. How was pushing? Um, uh, pushing was not as bad as transition actually it's like a moment of relief almost because mm -hmm. you have a little bit more control over what's happening mm -hmm. and you i mean you do and you don't right like your body's still contracting mm -hmm. and um and it is pushing like there's no way you can't push mm -hmm. but you can rest in between your pushes whereas transition you really don't have much control over what's happening mm -hmm. it's your body is just in a constant state of change so mm -hmm. things uncomfortable yeah, i was just in awe of sarah through all of this and how she just kind of rode the wave of pain and uh crazy energy mm -hmm. um nothing like the movies she was not cursing at me damning me for doing this to her she was she maintained this kind of almost mm -hmm. calm and uh politeness yeah at one point the backup midwife when she came in it's an it's a weird way to meet somebody but yeah. sarah kind of uh Eloisa said okay everybody this is Allie," and, and sarah kind of peeked at Allie through her arms because she was on her elbows and knees and said hi Allie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was just a really profound experience well and the other thing that's really funny that you learn in your childbirth education class is it's so unlike the movies where how do you know somebody mm. about to have a baby in the movies? Oh, their water breaks. So my water didn't break till 5.20 p.m. when Eloisa was doing a cervical check. Okay. Um, and it I... It did sound like a water balloon. It was a baby, lot, so. but I almost didn't even notice it at that point uh -huh. because I was in the thick of it. Uh -huh. um, and so... Oh yeah, and then Joe mentioned we ended up having somebody we didn't know come in as our backup midwife because 
both of our other midwives that we had met were one one of them was at a home birth and one of them um the student had gone down to seattle for her classes for the week okay so so yeah we ended up having someone we didn't know there at the very end but at that point you don't even you could care less yeah (laughs) you're just so in a place of like this baby is coming and all my energy and focus is here not out and once that body of trust going on where we trusted Eliza 100 percent, and so we knew that anybody that she brought in was going to be great and Allie was great yep yeah so pushing I mean extremely challenging but Mm -hmm moment periods of rest in between and mm-hmm. um i really appreciated that um i wasn't told at initially like how to push or when to push it was just kind of like okay your body's ready so if at any point you feel like you want to push go for it mm-hmm. and and after the first few tries um, Elisa was like, okay, here's some direction and mm-hmm. provided some gentle direction about how to do it. And after that, I felt like things progress, progressed pretty quickly. Awesome. So, um, the other thing that was really lovely throughout the whole process, looking back on it was not to have constant, um, monitoring. Okay. Which mm. I, yeah, didn't really think about till it was all over because it was just, you know, we had nothing to compare it to, but um, Aloisa would kind of float into the room and, you know, check baby's heart rate, check my heart rate, my blood pressure, and then float out of the room. And I almost didn't even notice her, Great. um, as we got further along, it just was not invasive at all. Perfect. And as long as everything, and luckily like everything, you know, was, was normal the whole time. So I suppose if there was more of a concern, there would have been more monitoring, but, um, it just wasn't. It wasn't even noticeable the you know having to mm-hmm. be heard um whereas having to wear like a a, a belt with a you know being constantly mm-hmm. monitored or hooked up to something yeah would have been lights beeping all it just would have been yeah even any any sort of noise joe was able to play our music the whole time and mm-hmm. the lights were just quiet and dim and mm-hmm. so those were just some other things but i would know. even add like from the doula perspective too I, I really appreciated how when Aloisa would come and do her tricks like she never had you change position like she just right. kind of right. figured out how to monitor you in whatever state you were in like I think she even did it one time when you were on the toilet like just yep. like she didn't even you know need to have you change or move your leg or whatever where I feel like I've seen a lot of different births where when monitoring is going on, it's like, okay, mom, we need you to like lay on your side or like move this leg or whatever. And it was just really cool to see her work and just do her job without messing your system up at all. Exactly. And, you know, not even noticing when she was coming and going, like she would just sit on the couch in the room and be really quiet and just writing down notes and um something very comforting about Eloisa sitting on the couch writing notes. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, it was wonderful yeah I, mean, I was like okay everything's fine everything's yeah. gonna be okay and she'd just be like everything sounds great everything's yeah. going and that's it she kept saying, oh she's such a happy baby i can just tell yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i yeah so much it, but like the, following uh letting the natural process happen mm-hmm. rather than um trying to direct it in any way yeah uh, mm-hmm. 
really a big theme through the whole process. It's just allowing this natural thing to happen the way it needs to happen and trusting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So pushing was pushing. (laughs) It, it felt to me like that was when I had the most mental clarity. Um, and that's what I remember the most. Um, and I had the most control, uh, which felt good. And at the same time, I felt like I was pushing really hard and nothing, I felt like nothing was happening, but Joe assures me that things were happening quickly. (laughs) So I think it's just, you can't, you just don't know. And I think in in the future, if we have another baby, we will, we'll get a mirror. We didn't, I didn't think to ask one at this point, but um, we'll get a mirror because it would be, it would, I think in this moment, I didn't know if I wanted to see what was happening. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I definitely know that in the, the future. The next one, we're going to shoot the whole thing in 4K. Joe says he's <laughs> a, a GoPro on his head. <laughs> did you did you say you did touch or you didn't touch? Did you feel her coming out? I, you did. I did. Yeah, I was okay. going to say I think I did. I but... believe that I or Aloysa, or we both kind of guided your hands to touch her at one point. Yeah. So two or three rounds of pushing where you were on your hands and knees mm-hmm. and Lisa said we need to have gravity help us a little bit so you um we kind of helped you onto I, the birthing stool I think I was on hands and knees for a bit before then even too. More longer than that even before yeah. the pushing mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. Pushing, yes. yeah yeah that was a position that was just kind of comfortable for you during well <laughs> I use the word comfortable lightly <laughs> yeah, um but it was better for you during transition yep. so yep. you were kind of staying there for a bit it was kind of a modified child pose yep during mm-hmm. trans- that definitely felt the best I think out of the right. side lying in that um and yeah and then the the birthing stool <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the stool that shall not be named <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, not the best yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. comfortable, but it does the job. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm on whittling a more ergonomic one out of maple. Yeah, we had talked about this. We are going to develop a birthing stool that has more back support and is more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More fun shaped. <laughs> I yeah. love it. it. It is what it is. It's just this weird. It works. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It got yeah. It got me in the right position. It got the baby in the right position, and mm-hmm. things progressed quickly on the birthing stool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pushed. Like there was one round of pushing, and then Maple started crowning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. talk about like teamwork and support. Like so, I what I remember is Sarah just kind of being levitated back onto her back, and then the baby coming out, um, mm-hmm. almost all in one kind of fluid motion um yeah and then joe caught the baby mm-hmm. just extraordinary i'm like mm-hmm. kind of choked up thinking about it oh that's awesome that's awesome that you got that you caught her not got to i mean it's not something that you're allowed to do you just you can do it um <laughs> i really felt like i've talked to my some other friends that have have had children and they didn't feel like they were actively part of the delivery but i really mm-hmm. felt like i was there and Aww. helping and mm-hmm. I, I just can't explain the intense emotion and um just the, the profundity of seeing your baby birth 
it yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like speaking for you that um you didn't feel like you were in the way no or that you were being pushed out of the way by you know the midwives so that they could do their job they you know they got you in there yep almost was like okay are you ready and she said and so that's huge um not feeling like you're in the way of the survivors and you're just yeah the secondary part of it it's like no this is this is about us mm-hmm. and they're just there to you know support and provide direction yeah yeah that's amazing yeah so you caught but i kind of got my hands down there you too down there and, but and... things are happening so quickly and once it, when it's your first baby you just don't quite know like what you're doing you know you're like okay yeah baby was born and then once again it just seemed like all of the helping hands kind of guided Sarah back uh, onto the bed and baby directly onto her skin mm-hmm. yeah and as soon as that baby was out it I mean everybody says it but you just immediately everything's clear and you feel great uh-huh. and you uh, you're just like oh my gosh it's over. Uh-huh. I could do that. Mm. I could do that again. I mean, it's really not over. She you literally said that placenta. before the placental sac had passed. She said, yeah, I think I could do that. <laughs> it's a crazy thing that your what your body can do. I mean, you just, you, you're like, contractions? How long was I having those for? Probably like no time. I mean, I can do this again. You know, this is fine. Your brain just goes blank. Your body's just like, yep, this is what procreation is. This uh-huh. is why the species keeps going because you yeah. just make forget right away uh-huh. um, logical imperative but yeah it's pretty am- amazing how good you feel as soon as that baby is out you're like it's over yeah how is that already yeah um, even if it, you know felt like forever while it's happening mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and yeah baby was on on my belly we wanted to see if baby could do the birth crawl just mm-hmm. kind of work themselves up to your chest and so we kind of did that but mm-hmm. we helped a bit and she was definitely kicking her little legs though right away it was yeah. just an, an interesting yeah I guess incredible. the other thing that happened while she was coming out is her, her cord was around her neck mm-hmm. kind of more common than than you would think mm-hmm. um but it was a little bit tighter than Eloisa would have liked this is again testament to Eloisa's uh demeanor. Calm, yeah calm demeanor um because I saw what was happening and it freaked me out. Oh, because right. of my, you know, I've seen lots of movies and it's always like, oh my God, the cord's around its neck. And, yeah. you, you know, it's a scary thing. But she just massaged it, said everything's fine. And the next thing I know, the entire baby was out. So it was, uh, it was not a problem. Great. And, she, you know, she didn't, she didn't freak out. She didn't freak us out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was great. The whole experience was excellent um and so yeah baby was out she was on me I felt amazing um I think after those initial few minutes I remembered hearing about the fundal massage uh-huh. <laughs> which is not so much a massage no. as pushing on your belly and so I was prepared for more and there's no fun in the fundal pain no. <laughs> um, but it ended up not being that bad for me because I Good. think everything came out pretty easily. Excellent. So, yeah. And I did have to push a bit for the placenta, but mm-hmm. it wasn't 
it wasn't that bad. It was like a couple rounds of pushing and mm-hmm. just, that was incredible too. Talk about this the miracle of life, the the feeling the um, umbilical cord and seeing the placental sac come out, the tree of life in the veins. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. We Joe, um, they had Joe hold onto the cord while it was still pulsing. We left it attached for like 20 to 20 minutes or so, I think. So, yeah, that was pretty The other thing that I was really appreciative of learning from you guys, and also I think um, Elisa had mentioned it as well um, in prenatal appointments, was that baby often won't take a breath right away because they're still connected to the cord, Mm -hmm. and so they're still getting like oxygen through the cord Mm -hmm. and I think again from movies and tv shows we're all trained to think oh my gosh a baby doesn't come out crying something's wrong yeah yeah and we they have to get a big strong hit on the back or something to get Mm -hmm. them going Mm -hmm. and just so we just weren't worried about any of those things you know it took took her a little bit to take a breath and to start crying and nothing she was born so peacefully. I mean, you know, that was all, I mean, from what you described, you know, Joe's catching her and you're catching her and you're in, you know, nothing was ever like an emergency. I just feel like, you know, if it's pretty calm and everything goes really smoothly, like she's not startled into making big cries and she right. is just observing, yeah. right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to think of it. It just, it seems so calm and mm-hmm. then... And then it's just happiness and joy and, mm-hmm. and excitement and she's there. Oh. Yeah. That's and awesome. all of a sudden, just extremely energized as a mom. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. So you guys stayed at the birth center for a little while. How was your, um, so was there anything else you wanted to add about your birth? Uh, really? I thought, yeah, the looking at the placenta was really yeah. cool. We ended up taking it home so that we can plant it, und- it. Uh, under a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we missed out on. Nope. That's great. How was yeah. your, you're in your postpartum. I mean, I feel like we're always in our yeah. postpartum period, but so you're in your like very fresh postpartum period. How did, uh, talk about that first little bit with her uh, and your new family of three. Yeah. Well, the one of the things about the birth center that I was a little hesitant about when we were first, you know, learning about the whole process there was that mm-hmm. they send you home within a few hours. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, again, coming from knowledge of friends' births at the hospital, like, oh, it would be really nice to be able to spend the night or spend a couple of days in, in the hospital having folks support you and take care of you. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, like it when it came down to it, it was so nice to get home yeah. and be in our space and figuring things out quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so baby was born at 845. Um, we had a whole bunch of family that had come up that were in the waiting room, like many more people than I even knew were there, which is <laughs> a whole funny situation. Good thing I made them hand pause. Yeah, Joe there was we go. There. Everybody. <laughs> and um and so, you know, family came in and visited shortly after, and then I had one one close friend there. Every family kind of all went home within the next couple of hours. Um, my best friend, Whitney, ended up staying with us till we left at about midnight. Mm-hmm. So we were 
there for a few hours. Yeah, um, and we were really allowed so. to just kind of relax and lay there and sit in the glow of this amazing yeah. spiritual thing that just happened. It was they don't beautiful. They don't, you know, grab the baby and do any sort of weighing or measuring or anything. They just kind of let you have your time mm-hmm. for at least first hour hour and a half or something mm-hmm. and that was just lovely um we were able to just kind of get get our you know send, get our bearings a little yeah. bit get our stuff together uh then we got loaded up and i was told early on it's like you're gonna want to go home after it's all done and, and they were right it was were right. Yeah. we were ready to go home and just have our be our little family at our on our little homestead yeah mm-hmm. the drive home was hilarious because Joe was so freaked out. I was riding a crazy wave of adrenaline and yeah. also <laughs> exhausted. Um, and yeah, I don't think that I exceeded 40 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the night. Um, and then, you know, we were exhausted on the ride home. All of a sudden, I felt um, the soreness in my shoulders mm-hmm. and, and actually my throat and my shoulders from being so tense when I, especially in the hands and knees position and yeah. my throat from making these like groany animal noises, animal noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. you just don't even realize until your body has a chance to relax and then you're like oh my gosh I yeah. went through something um and that adrenaline kind of you know we were pretty pumped when we bit. got home the, and then we got home and we were awake again and the moon was out again really bright and we were just excited to show maple everything Aww. that we had put for her (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like okay crash what do you dress your baby in for sleep and how to swaddle your baby and oh my gosh like now it's real yeah and you have to figure out all these little things that you thought you knew you don't really know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep yep so um first week was kind of a blur um I don't think we really knew what day it was for at least a few days. And so the initial appointment going out to the um, Center for Healthy Motherhood in Bellingham, which was a great. Oh, yeah. Oops, there's So breastfeeding is no joke. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And we knew, I mean, we knew that we had folks tell us, like, breastfeeding is super challenging. You guys talked about it. Um, I had friends talk about how challenging it is um, for most people. We ended up going in for a prenatal um, consultant appointment mm-hmm. with Carolyn at the Center for Healthy Motherhood, mm-hmm. and that was really helpful because she kind of gave me the tools for you know knowing how to how to get her to latch properly and what that looks like and things like that but even having that prenatal appointment once you're in it and mm-hmm. you're trying to get to work yeah baby doesn't know how to do it and you don't know how to do it mm-hmm. it's hard and then you're you have to do it every two to three hours around the clock mm-hmm. um and so yeah we definitely had some trouble with breastfeeding so within the first couple of days you know she they lose weight anyways mm-hmm. but if you was losing a bit more than we would like okay so we went and saw carolyn again uh that was super helpful and then it was just so awesome um to have that resource because she ended up calling or texting every day 
for like 10 days in a row to check in and make sure things were going okay. Cool. But it really, so that was the biggest challenge, breastfeeding. And it really takes a while to get into your rhythm too, because then she was latching really well during the day. But at night when I would wake her up, she would just be pissed and screaming and headbutting my boob and flailing and not latching. Mm -hmm. And then finally started letting her sleep a little bit longer, which all of the books will tell you, do not let them sleep more than three hours for the first, you know, week or two. Mm -hmm. And we were letting her sleep for closer to four and then all of a sudden things were fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get really consumed with like, we have to feed the baby every two hours or it's like gonna, I don't know, perish away in two seconds exactly. and waking them up can be a challenge because they're so sleepy and they want to sleep. And it's like this really hard balance to strike. And then once you finally have like figured out what works for you guys, then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Like you can only, you know, follow information from books to so far. Mm-hmm. And at some point you just have to realize like this is what your baby needs, this is what's working best for us. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to sleep and then mm-hmm. she's laughing fine. So why not let that happen? Yeah. So so it took a solid seven to ten days mm-hmm. um before we really got the hang of breastfeeding. Okay. And it's going, it's still go, it's going well. I mean, it hasn't been yeah. forever, but yeah. I mean, you guys, yep. yeah. Uh, she's seven weeks tomorrow oh. and it, I know. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's going great. You okay. know, you, you get to a point where it's just a natural thing, but mm-hmm. we're still learning routines and, you know, you have to be fluid like her. Yeah. Again, books will be like, you have to get babies in this routine where they're going to sleep at this time and waking up at this time. And every two to three hours all day long, they're eating. And um, so you're eating at these specific times every day. But that's mm-hmm. just not how it is. Every day is a little bit different. Yeah. And, right. And then, you know, one of the other big things is, oh, baby needs to sleep in their bassinet for all their naps. Like, no, if I didn't let her sleep on me most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't stay asleep because as soon as I put her down she's yeah she's awake mm-hmm. a lot of times so you know she'll sleep in her bath net sometimes she'll sleep in the ergo quite a bit mm-hmm. um she'll sleep on the couch next to me sometimes it's mm-hmm. just is what it is you got to do what works yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, you read the books and they kind of make it sound like every baby should do the same thing. And like, well, they're all these right. little like machine, like a little automatons and they'll do great doing all these things. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're all so individual from baby to baby, you know, within families, they're different. And, um, you know, I think people get really freaked out about like, I can't let my baby sleep on me. You know, if I give them human contact for sleep, then that's all they'll ever yeah. need. And it's like, well, I don't, I mean, you know, each I'm baby is different, but. That. Yeah, I mean, all these recent studies have come mm-hmm. out that are like, you can't hold your baby too much. Yeah. It's not going to give them bad habits. Yes. Like, you can't, you can't over-comfort them. Uh-huh. You know, they, they need that contact. And I think just for us, just thinking, like, where did she come from? Well, she spent nine months in underwater in the womb in this safe, comfortable place. Mm-hmm. Now she's here. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so it makes sense that she would want to be, like, as close to mom yeah. and dad as possible and in that, you know, that type of state as much as possible and mm-hmm. just making things calm and, and smooth for her yeah. is going to be here as she's learning, mm-hmm. so... 
I read the other day that human babies are born basically still as fetuses and it oh, takes yeah. them like a long time. Like, you know, like other animals are born and they can just like do things, you know, like gorillas are born and they can cling onto their moms and everything. And human, human yep. babies just can't do anything. And so to keep them close to you and to keep them on you makes sense because if you still think of them as a fetus, then it's like, yes, they need, you know, they still have to be on me for, you know, nutrition and comfort and everything else and safety and um, so yeah. thinking about it that way is really like, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense that the baby would sleep better on my chest or it would make sense that they are more calmed when they're, you know, in the pack or in the wrap. And um, yeah, I mean, isn't it something like their heads are would be too big if we let them be there for another three months? Yes. They wouldn't be able to be born. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So normally most mammals like cows and horses, like mm-hmm. they're born in the walk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope not human babies they just need need mom and dad that, so that's one of those beautiful experiences with this whole um childbirth thing with having a baby uh is, is experiencing what it is to be the only animal that has the capacity to oh i'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad has baby <laughs> oh but it's been but it's been oh. pretty good, right? Your your postpartum, or how have you guys been feeling emotionally? Um... Yeah. Emotionally, it's been, I mean, I think it makes a huge difference for me to have a partner that's been so involved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know how single parents do it. I really don't. Yeah. Like, it. all you want to do is just, like, lay in bed and snuggle your baby. And especially when you're up around the clock, especially for the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be doing right yeah um but I just don't know how you could do that if you didn't have at least not necessarily a partner but at least someone very close to you that was there doing like everything else for you yeah so it's yeah so Joe's just been amazing and um and I never had any I wouldn't say I had any like postpartum depression but certainly days here and there even just moments Mm -hmm. where you are just you have a little bit of the blues where yeah. you're just you're just kind of like oh for me the big transition has been learning to just be mm-hmm. okay <laughs> and I'm always a I've always been a putter and someone that is feeling like if I don't get enough done in the day I haven't you know utilized the day to the fullest mm-hmm. and you just can't do that anymore when you have a newborn or any kid mm-hmm. like you you know your success for the day is whether you've kept that child safe and healthy and alive mm-hmm. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not if you got the dishes done or if you like did laundry or you mm-hmm. know yeah so relearning how to just be I guess for me yeah. has been like biggest thing but there are days where I'm just like oh my gosh I was able to do five minutes of something every two hours and that's it yeah (laughs) (laughs) something around the house and that can just be overwhelming oh yeah Uh, and it's hard to like all of the sudden kind of deconstruct an entire worldview that you've had like your whole life (laughs) yeah you know that's a pretty huge expectation so it's it's it, of, of course you're gonna have moments of feeling like ah, I didn't get enough done today yeah <laughs> because your whole life you've spent believing that you did have to get 
X, Y, and Z done in a day. Mm-hmm. And now you're right. It's all changed and the values are different now. And it's, yeah. you're, you're, you're so correct. I love how you said that, um, you know, the successes aren't, or aren't in those things. The success is in that time with your baby. And that's, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. great mental shift to make, but it's hard. It is hard. And just remind, and you have moments where you're like, oh my God, I have spit up on me. I haven't showered. <laughs> I have been wearing the same yoga pants and shirt for three days. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and my sports bra has a bunch of leaked breast milk on it. I yeah. am a mess. Like what is wrong? <laughs> and then you just remind, so you have, I have moments where I'm just like, oh, I'm such a slob and I need to exercise and I need to get the animals exercise. And, um, and, how am I going to do that with this baby? And then I just have to like reset my brain a little bit. So definitely some moments where there, it's a little, little bit of a, um, you know, of the blues where you're just like, ugh, I wish I just had four hours to go do, you know, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But then you look at your baby and you're just like, oh, this is all, this is what it's all about. Totally. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So and it's 100% worth it. Yeah. And this um, is a phase, right? I mean, you'll be able to do workouts. Oh, yeah. And you'll be able to take the animals out for walks. And you'll be able to do all of the things, right? Like, it's just in the moment, it seems like it's taking forever. And then you'll look back at it and when she's five and be like, oh, no. <laughs> well, and yeah, exactly. Well, and thank goodness um, for she, her, her really liking to be worn. Yes. She really likes the Ergo and the Moby. Um, for the most part, like if she's super alert and I try to put her in the ergo, she's like, no, what are you doing? Let's uh-huh. hang out. Yeah. Um, but if she's kind of sleepy or kind of fussy. She'll just go in there and just pass out. So we've been able to get out for walks in the woods and go for walks down the road. And, um, I can just wear her around the house. And then you start pushing it and you're like, how much can I actually do with her in here? And then you're like, you realize you're like really sore because you've been squatting all day. To, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> to get stuff done instead of leaning over. <laughs> but it's yep. amazing what she can sleep through, actually. I mean, she sleeps through me like putting dishes away and, mm-hmm. you know, things that are allowed. Yep. So. No, it's great. That's awesome. I'm glad. One thing I forgot to add about um, postpartum mm-hmm. with um, when you have seen midwives and you have doulas. Well, for the, for the, from the midwife aspect, um, she, you know, did a home visit within 24 hours or a little over 24 hours. So we didn't have to go back into the clinic or the hospital. She came to our house twice, actually. Great. Um, and then we went into the clinic for the next visit. And so that was just so nice to not have to leave the house with the brand new baby. Um, mm-hmm for, you know, testing. And then most of the testing that they do, they, you know, it's not at the birth center, but at, right after the baby's born, it's like 36 hours later or mm-hmm. a week later. So, yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah. Just delaying all that discomfort and for your baby and making sure that they're, I mean, they didn't just come out of the womb and then they're getting poked by something that hurts or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Or I guess the biggest thing that I hadn't really known about was the hearing test. Mm-hmm. Do a hearing test, um, usually within 24 hours at the hospital. And it makes sense that you would have kind of 
false hearing deficits on that test because they just were underwater for nine months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So it makes sense to give them like a week and then try. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. So yeah, things like that. You just don't know until you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So things in general have been going pretty darn well. We're, we're happy. Good. Our little family. I love it. That's so sweet. I'm glad, I'm glad everything is going well and that you had a positive birth experience and that it, you know, everything went smoothly for you guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still shocking to look back on it and think, oh, everything pretty much went to plan for us. That just, that just doesn't really happen. I mean, we were so not expecting that we were expecting it to not go to plan because I think when you, when you are planning for it to, you know, not happen how you want, then it's going to happen how you want. <laughs> I think it's, I think there's, I, you guys, I mean, you know, it always seemed, you know, cause we got to see you quite a few times, um, as your doulas and <clears throat> teaching your class and everything, but it did seem like you guys had thrown a lot out into the universe of like positivity and like, yes, we're planning for a happy, healthy birth. And I know yeah. everybody does, but if you throw, you know, sometimes I do think it's really important to like throw out that positivity and like everything will go well for us and you know knowing obviously like things can go awry and and but I you know birth works and I think it's you know if you plan for all the worst things to happen then you know I mean I don't know sometimes it seems like it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy and um for sure but it's so I mean you guys were such a huge part of that for us I think again building I don't know so I had my little sister's best friend is pregnant and my little sister said can you compile a list of all of the best things that you used during your pregnancy mm-hmm. and your labor and I said and my email I sent her was mm-hmm. like well here's some of the products but honestly you need to make a team of people that you trust and yeah. that's the most important thing mm-hmm. like you could yeah. not have anything else but if you have a provider that you trust that's on the same page with you and a doula or two doulas Mm -hmm. that you trust and a partner I mean you're set like that's all you need Mm -hmm. so for us that was like that was just what made it happen yeah 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 and and a little bit of of you know good luck we were blessed and Mm -hmm. how easy everything was um so I, yeah, I loved it. And I <laughs> loved that you guys came to our house and did a um, kind of a debriefing, postpartum debriefing, because that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to really kind of break down and think about, well, you know, even if things went as well as you hoped they could be, there's always something that could be improved upon. So if you're doing it again, you know, like you can think like, oh, Maybe I would try this next time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe yeah. not even like improved on, but just like next time we can do this or. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, awesome, Sarah. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Or I know Joe is with baby, but. I'm um, going to take the baby first. I can see if yeah. Joe wants to talk. For, you don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. <laughs> you don't have anything else. Oh, I was saying something before, but I can't remember what it was. I got distracted with uh, warming up the bottle for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was about the experience of getting to be like the only animals who birthed this baby and it's not oh, just, like, it's, able to it's, walk. And 
it's such an amazing thing to be um, a part of this where, you know, we're the only animal that has the capacity to love enough that, you know, we can give birth to this little fetus and we just hunker down and take care of it for right. months before it can tend, years before it can fend for itself. And it's mm -hmm. really just, it's made me feel connected on a, on a much greater level to the universe. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's really special. Yeah. I can't remember how that fit in with the context of earlier. I, it's easy to get distracted when the baby starts crying. It yes. really strikes a chord inside me like no other, where it's like, okay, got to stop what I'm doing and make this screaming stop. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. baby screaming is so terrible that you do well, anything to quit it. When you haven't experienced it as a parent, and um, I was, oh, that's that reminds me. I was having a really hard time with her when she was ha she would start hysterically screaming in her car seat when yeah. for the first couple weeks like she'd be fine she'd be fine and then she'd wake up and then she'd hysterically scream to the point where i was like is something physically wrong with her and it takes a little while before you realize no they're just they're just a baby mm -hmm. <laughs> yep i mean yes there might be something slightly wrong but it's not every you know she has a fresh diaper she just ate she's comfortable she's warm enough she's mm -hmm, comfortable right. but you get yeah it hits this chord in you where you're just like it's i don't know like my baby is un uncomfortable and in pain and i can't handle it i don't know what to do mm -hmm. so yeah you have to get that a little bit but you learn you learn quickly you do what the cries mean yeah <laughs> and how usually how how to soothe them and get it to stop but usually Yes. So, yeah, we had a lovely experience, and you guys were such a huge part of that. So, good. We have a lot of gratitude. Oh, well, thank you. We are so grateful that you guys did this, shared your story, and are going to be on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you, ladies. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys too. We do. It's true. Both us high. It's pretty crazy once they hit that six to seven week mark. They start changing a lot. Those Don't babies. they? Mm -hmm. Smile. Yeah. She's smiling and yeah. she's really staring at people. And mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I love it.